Let me put it like this. If you want to hear The Rock and Stone Cold sing a duet together, give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. What? Hell yeah. What? You want to do what you got to do it. Since I sing country music, ha uh, ha! Let me warm up a little more. <laughs> Maybe this will bring back a few memories. I'll catch it about midway through. Anybody who's anybody knows who Jimmy Buffett is. Goes a little like this. Uh-uh. I blew out my flip flop, stepped on a pop top, cut my heel, had to cruise on back home. But there's booze in the blender, and soon it will render that frozen concoction that helps me hang on. Wasted away again, a margarita bill. Searching for my lost shaker of salt. Some people claim that there's a Rocky to blame, but I know it's old Stone Cold's fault. Oh, by the way, by the way, The Rock will never, ever forget. <laughs> Welcome, friends, to another unbelievable episode of Liquored Listings. This is your host, Big Earn McCracken, coming back at you. And those two, that is the incomparable The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day when the WWE was at its finest. And... Stone got the opposite end of the rock bottom at the end of that, but it's a long, uh, a long storyline that you can go through and watch sometime. Very funny, and it is absolute entertainment. So, what are we doing today? What is the list going to be about? I think today is going to be all about combat sports. Yes. Getting at each other and fighting and seeing who is the best, who is the worst of one particular side of combat sports. And it's not grappling. It's not boxing or striking. It is the almost immeasurable topic of who are the greatest trash talkers of all time in combat sports it's a it's a tough one to break down because you have to have a certain pedigree at the same time there's been plenty of trash talkers out there that let alone in their own right can just simply talk trash but they can't back it up so i have to include you know some clout behind this it can't be just oh he was a good trash talker because you have to be able to back it up at the same time. So we've got a, a top five going on today. And it wasn't as difficult as I thought it was going to be. Uh, I'm including both MMA and boxing. 
because I think in combat sports, that's where you get some of the finest on both sides. Now, how to break it down, it was tough. I didn't have a certain criteria or a certain ranking system and being able to like give an eight here, a seven here, and be able to figure out how to average it out to rank your top five. This one is completely upon feeling. And I'm just going with it. When I started doing the list, these five came into my head and I had to figure out where to place them after I got there. And in all honesty, it was pretty, pretty simple. So we're going to break right into it. Our first one comes in at number five from the MMA circuit. This man is not the greatest fighter, but is really good. Has beaten everybody in his weight division that mattered back in the day. He's been around for a long time. Now he's an announcer in MMA. But he honestly just had a way with words. His voice was a little weak, in my opinion. But he backed it up with himself in the octagon. Here he is coming in at number five, Chael Sonnen. Bag name Anderson Silva. When Anderson Silva walks into a room, you could hear a rat piss on cotton. I don't want to fight Anderson. I want to beat him down. I want to destroy Anderson. He's got what I want, and envy keeps me up at night. Can we just be fair and say that? He's got 12 pounds of gold, and I want it. That's the difference with, with me and Nate. He really wants to get that fight. Go, go fight him. But when you're done playing around, they'll call me. People tell me he's a great fighter. I say, really? When did you see him fight? Because I haven't seen him fight. A lot of that moving or what you refer to as clowning is what he uses for a setup. He can go dance and, and, and be the Michael Jackson of MMA like he likes to do. He's got a black belt under the Noguera brothers. Yeah. I think a black belt under the Noguera brothers is saying I like I got a free toy in my Happy Meal. Well, Anderson's a fraud. He's a liar and he's a thief. This guy's not from a bowing culture. You bow in Brazil, they'll hit you over the head and take your wallet out of your pocket. He beat up a math teacher. He beat up a slow and unathletic light heavyweight, a couple of them. I beat every champion there's ever been except one. He fought everybody in the world that wasn't named Chael Sonnen. I stand here on my own free will. I stand here because I beat every middleweight they got in my way. Anderson's here because Dana White's making him. His running is done. His 15 minutes are famer up. We don't have to fight. I issued him in writing, I sent it over my demands. <laughs> he leave the UFC for no less than 12 months. He issued an apology to the fans, simple things. And he erected a statue in my likeness in his living room that he bowed to each evening. He didn't accept them. <laughs> he Who cares how he leaves, just go. He's been room threatening to- That he bows to each evening. That is just classic, classic Chael Sonnen right there. He would after Anderson Silva so hard and just his insults were just on point. The guy's been a master of the talking game for so long. And if you, we have to give Chael so much credit for his longevity in the UFC. He was a hell of a fighter. He took it by storm, but his propensity for having weird losses along the way kind of kept him at the number five spot because he just didn't he couldn't back up as much as our top four but verbally he could spar you down on the outside another criteria that he didn't quite meet was that he didn't get into the heads of his opponents 
versus the other top four as much. You know, I, I think there's a psychological game that when it comes to combat sports where if you can get inside your opponent's head, you have a much better chance at taking them out when the time comes. Sure, you can piss them off, but you can get them off their game because fighting is so technical in modern day. It's so technical that you have to be on point at all times. And if you can get in somebody inside somebody's head and they make that one error just because they're pissed and they want to take that free shot, you can slip in and make things happen. And you'll see that when it comes further down the list. But Chael Sonnen was a master. He really was a master at his verbal assaults. They, they were funny. They were witty. They weren't over the top. Do you know what I mean? They weren't so egregious like my number four. Um, however, he just had a knack of funny one-liners that always made you smile. And Chael Sonnen, that's why he's an announcer to this day. He always had something good to say. Coming in at number five, Chael Sonnen on the list of best trash talkers in combat sports. That moves us on to the scariest man in combat sport history. Now, I have a, a dilemma here because his much of his trash talk wasn't directed at his opponents. A lot of it was uh, at media. A lot of it was just over-the-top insanity. But what he always had was basically an 85 IQ in an absolute destruction machine. This man put the fear of God into you just from his interviews. And there is no doubt about it that this man's interviews and, and talks that he had with the media made you fear the living piss out of it before you even walked into the ring. This guy comes in the squared circle. He comes in boxing. The one and only scariest man probably to ever walk this planet, Iron Mike Tyson. I care about living or dying. I'm not no, I'm, I'm a dysfunctional mother f That's the right way, I'm killing you. And he's kind of big. He makes me nervous without his gloves and his shorts on. So if you ever try to intimidate me again, I'm going to implant a bullet in his mother skull. And I'm just, I'm just tired of it. I, I really don't even want to fight them. I'm just tired of all this Because I'm in pain. I want them to see pain. I want their kids to see pain. Lennox Lewis, I want his kids to, oh, daddy. Are you okay, daddy? Yeah, I don't care about them because they don't care about me and my kids. Mike, were you really sick this week? What was the problem? I broke my back. What do you mean by that? You my broke back, back is broken. What uh, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. I enjoy doing what I do. I enjoy hurting people. That's what I do for a living. That's what all you guys come to watch me hurt people. That's what I like to do. I'm in the hurt business. I really like it a lot. I bear witness there's only one God, and Muhammad's blessings and peace be upon him is his prophet. I dedicate this fight to my brother, Darabam, who died. I'll be there to see you. I love you with all my heart. All praise be to my children. I love you. Oh, oh God, oh, man, what? Is this your shortest fight ever? In any time, amateur, professional ever? Assalamu alaikum, Maida. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, Lennox Lewis. Lennox, I'm coming for you. 
and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Are you saying now, Mike? Mike? <clears throat> he could have got up and continued. I want to eat your children is what he just he fucking said about Lennox Lewis. <laughs> I mean, that's the crazy part. It's the scary part and the intimidation factor that Mike Tyson always had. He was so over the top and he never understood what he was really thinking. His, his, his demeanor and his low almost seemed like punch drunk all the time but he rarely ever got punched all of his all of his uh, bouts were so fucking short he would just rip through the opponents it was fucking incredible to watch this man work the guy was an absolute insane beast I remember he would oftentimes be oftentimes be giving up you know a good six to eight inches on his opponents and this little tank of a man was so fast and so damn ferocious. He was coming at you, no, like, straight ahead. Straight ahead. That uppercut. Anybody remember the, the video game Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? That was so much fun. <laughs> you, could learn, you could learn how to beat anybody except for Mike at the end. Mike was so difficult to beat in that game. But in all honesty, he just used his intimidation factor through his interviews to scare the living bejesus out of any of his opponents like he would seriously do he fucking bit off evander holyfield's ear in the middle of a match he was a convicted rapist this guy was absolutely insane and to really think you want to step into a ring with someone with his power, speed, and fucking precise, like pinpoint accuracy, he would hurt you. If I ever took a punch from Mike, Mike Tyson, my head would fly off and they'd still be searching for it somewhere because it would probably, probably still be flying somewhere. That's how hard he hit. So I know that was an unorthodox way to say best track to, uh, trash talkers, but trash talking comes in two formats that's why i put him just above chael because of the results his trash talk wasn't usually directed at the immediate opponent but the opponent saw how absolutely insane that mike tyson was and he really did go in there with a mission to tear you apart to rip you a new asshole and to leave you on a stretcher that's what he that's that was his goal you leave on a stretcher there were so many fights in his career that i watched where these people folded in the first round like obvious falls and they're like no i'm just not doing anymore i'm not doing anymore and it was so incredible to watch how he stormed through the heavyweight division that is number four iron mike Tyson. Number three coming in on the list is again from the boxing arena. And this man went through his career 
and undefeated champion. Now he's just doing exhibitions in his 50s and still making bank because he is the greatest seller and greatest promoter of all time. Of He just is. I mean, it's Floyd Money Mayweather. He has that knack to create, create fucking uh, revenue. The revenue comes from the people that already want to see his technical and almost immatchable skill inside a boxing ring. You can't hit. That's the thing. It's so hard to hit Floyd Mayweather. That's why he was so good in his professional career. He, he wasn't a knockout artist. But his his talk was more trash talking almost to the fans, the people that wanted to see him go down and sell, sell, sell. I I would dare say, I don't know the actual statistics on this, but I would dare say that more people bought his pay-per-view fights that wanted to see him lose versus that cared about watching his skill. And that's part of the brilliance of Floyd Mayweather. I think he's an absolutely different person outside of the cameras in the limelight. I think this guy was probably one of the hardest working boxers in history. He reminds me in a way of like a, a Tom Brady or, or a Jordan where they put in the work and relentless, relentless when it comes to work ethic and proof is in the pudding. He has an undefeated record. Here he is coming in, but you'll see why his taunting comes in at number three, Floyd Mayweather. Oscar Delahoye want it. You know, he know my number. He know how to call me. He know how to get in touch with me. Only thing I'm going to do is keep racking up victories and beating the best. If Oscar Delahoye said that he wants the best, he want to leave off fighting the best, bring it on, not text that ass too. You got to shut out. You got to shut out. We all give you credit yeah, for that. Yeah, but I appreciate it, but you'll never give me the credit I really deserve. You'll never give me a face shame. You know that? So I'm going to go and let you talk to Victor Ortiz, all right? I'm through. They put somebody else up and give me an interview. Talk what are you talking Ortiz. about? What you, are you, you talking about? You heard him. You never give me a fair shake. HBO needs to fire you. You don't know shit about boxing. Who people don't know shit about boxing at all, period. You ain't shit. You're, you're not shit. I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. You, won't do shit. you couldn't fight worth shit. You couldn't fight worth shit. Come whoop me, motherfucker. You put that motherfucking cab driver. You'll get your ass whooped. Come put me out, you motherfucking dumb bro. Come put me out of here, bro. You're disrespectful, Al. They was bogus as hell. I'm doing my interview. They bring everybody on. They bring the shame all in. Yeah, when I hop in that walk, I'm doing my interview. King got a jerry curl, man. Come on, man. It's 2010. The kid must woke up in that hot tub time machine. Come on up here, Oscar. Bring Oscar up here. There you go. There you go. Have Pacquiao been knocked out twice? Answer the question. Yeah, when he was like 112 I, I don't, I'm not, pounds. Just answer the question. Because he turned yes pro when no. he was a teenager. Did Pacquiao been knocked? Have he been knocked out twice? Yeah, a de like a decade answer ago. Answer the question. A decade ago. And just ask. I, ain't, I, don't, I don't. I don't care if it's a hundred years ago. Yes or no? Yes. Let me tell you about Oscar brother. Oscar brother is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, man, rubbing on him. A man over there massaging him. I want a strong, he said he want a strong black man to massage you. Yeah, boy. <laughs> give, me, give me the strongest black man you got to massage you. <laughs> <laughs> Hoya Hall, flat out. He gave him all. Victor Ortiz a hoe too. He let a man massage him and the other one wearing fishnet. And then he gonna talk about, he look, he look, he look, he look at him like a god? Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Oh, man. What the fuck is going on? 
Tell me what really is going on, man. The world right now. Who Shane Bolden, who got five losses? That's the one you talking How about. How the fuck is a fighter fighter a decade if he got beaten? If he got beaten a decade. And I'm champion for over a decade. Uh, 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 and he beat and he well, he beat Cotto and, and Cotto beat him. All these guys beating each other, but he, nobody has beat Floyd Mayweather. St. Patrick's Day. It's the absolute like glorious Avatar. thing about Mayweather. You see, he not only used his record to his advantage, he used an intimidation factor. He, he used so many skill sets to promote his fights, and that's how he became the most iconic when it comes to wealth in the sport of boxing. I mean, let's, let's think about how many athletes are wealthier than Floyd Mayweather. LeBron, maybe Michael, Tiger. I think that's it. I think that might be it of the wealth, more wealthy than Floyd Mayweather Jr. And he used, he did it through his mouth. Yes, his skill set. And he was very cagey about his picking his fights back in the day. He waited until Pacquiao was older. I will I will say that. That's why I don't give him as much accreditation as some. But you can't deny results. The guy did go undefeated in his career. Not the greatest boxer of all time, but certainly needs to be in the discussion. But the best marketer, and that comes solely from his mouth. You, you heard him right there. He's trash-talking all the time. I actually don't even think that's who he truly is. I think part of it is all his promotion game because he knows how to make a fight. The Money Mayweather team, there's a reason they're called Money. They got rid of They started doing their own promotion, and they didn't owe anybody. And they used his mouth for marketing. So right there, that propels him to number three on the list of best trash-talkers of all time that leads us into our top two and this one may be controversial i don't think so i mean i think when i opened up the list today we thought about greatest trash talkers and immediately you're going to automatically think conor mcgregor you're going to it just happens now the controversial spot would be that he's declined. He's obviously declined. And that's from a from a number of different reasons. Uh, he parlayed his success in the MMA into boxing and against Floyd, obviously. And when they had their verbals, uh, verbal sparring across three different cities, honestly, Connor was the funnier one. You know, like rubbing his head and so on and so forth. But what made Conor McGregor a star was the mystic Mac. He could make predictions about his fights and they would come true. And But he was always funny. He's just, he's flat out funny. He is fucking flat out funny. And I don't know what else to say other than probably... Definitely the best MMA trash talker of all time. But it's, see, number one, originated trash talking. Conor McGregor, you have to come in two because that without number one, you're not there. So, coming in, going to give you a couple clips 
And here he is, Conor McGregor, coming in at number two. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f- he wants. do really really enjoy and um, vegas i've buried three bodies clean out here and um, so saturday night will be a fourth body the the dirt is is clean you can scoop it up and stuff bodies in there easily so i will continue to do that uh connor can you tell us what you're going to do with the titles uh dana said today that you will keep the featherweight belt up until this fight i'm gonna wrap one on one shoulder i'm gonna wrap the other on the other shoulder and you're gonna need a fucking army to come take them belts off me. And one's gonna be there, one's gonna be there, and I'm gonna be picking and choosing who I want to destroy next, and that's it. I'm a lion in there, and I'm Short gonna eat you people. alive. Your little gazelle friends are gonna be staring through the cage, looking at you, getting, getting your carcass getting eaten alive, and they can do nothing. All they're gonna do is say, no training we're never gonna cross all. this river again. You know, most people, when they get that red panty night on me, they ring home to their wife, baby, we did it. Nate rings Nick. Baby, we did it. As long as I have my belt at the end, how I look is, I, it, it's unimportant to me. How this guy looks is very important to him. Hey, You're Luke, damn right. That my socks were more than your whole suit you had on, you little bum. You broke. I'll gut you like a fish. Tick. 170 was my call. The next day I said, you know, nothing's no, 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 changed. No, no. You, you guys want to come back. You, you don't make any calls. You only answer the call. Don't act like it was your call, motherfucker. I'm calling that shot. <laughs> <laughs> you call no shots, Nate. Let's, let's, let's be honest here. They all have sore vaginas lately. It's crazy. There's something going on. I don't know. Dosanyo's broke his foot and his vagina in the same damn day. And same with, same with Edgar. Imagine getting the biggest find in the history of the game and saying, shut your mouth, kid. You're getting paid what you got your last fight, and you're lucky you're even getting that. Yes, sir, and sign it. I wasn't gonna, I was gonna negotiate the money. Because <laughs> this guy's easy. Coach is an author. He's an author of a book. Best-selling book. We do it all. We do it all. It's a bestseller. We're not there, baby. Connor, there used to be a very large poster of... Um, Floyd Mayweather on the front of the MGM Grand. I might go up there and rip it down myself. And what's he gonna do about it? What's he gonna do? He can do nothing. She ever move? <laughs> you gotta love that guy. I mean, you don't have a. I I understand the controversy when it comes to Conor McGregor. He <laughs> is a pain in the ass. He's over the top, and but half the half the fun of him. Is that he has a? Uh, he's unfiltered. He's always going to say what's on his mind, and everything comes to him immediately. There's no like pause. He's very quick-witted, and he's on it. Remember the time where I remember a reporter was like, uh, "Who would you think is the most scariest person to fight for you on the stage?" And that includes fucking. Uh, lightweights, light heavyweights, you know, featherweights, you know, all the way through the through the list. And this one dude, uh, Jeremy McPherson, maybe 
Yeah. See, I'm I'm the same way. I don't remember him as well either. But Connor, the guy was like, that guy TKOs people. When I when I knock somebody out, I knock them the fuck out. And Connor McGregor grabs the mic and goes, "Who the fuck is that guy?" No, seriously, who the fuck is that guy? You know, it's like the psychological warfare that comes in with Conor McGregor. I think that's how he was so successful, especially against someone like Aldo. I honestly think Aldo could have beat him, but Aldo was so primed to beat the shit out of out of Conor McGregor that he came in so fucking hard, and then what did he get... McGregor dispatched him, what was it, 13, 17 seconds? Something quick. He caught him. He caught him fucking hard. And fucking down goes Aldo. So there is something to be said about that trash talk when you are inside someone's head. And, you know, there was talk about that. Remember that fight with and all about Brazil and shit like that? It was so, the guy is so controversial. He's over the top. And the trash talking is elite status. It really is. Now, since he broke his leg against Poirier, but he was losing anyway. He was. So, I just think Connor's lost a step. I think his fighting days are pretty much done. But he's still a crowd pleaser. He'll still sell. And he'll probably come back to the octagon soon. And he'll probably win. You know, so we may not have seen the end of the Conor McGregor trash-talking extravaganza that we've been privy to for so long. I hope not. I enjoy it. I think he's one of a kind. And let's hope that we we get another shot with Conor McGregor. That is our number two today on Liquor Listings, and we will move right on to our number one. And if you guys don't know this, you know nothing about combat sports the greatest of all time i've given you hints this man created the trash talk the greatest boxer of all time he would have beat mike tyson he just the i mean he is the greatest the absolute greatest i don't think he needs any other mention other than he is the greatest here he is coming in at number one, Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay, however you want to call him. A rematch with Frazier, and anybody who saw the first fight, I'm sure, would be, uh, that's what they want to see, because it was a great fight. It was one of the best fights I've ever seen, I think. Are you going to make a prediction about your return? Well, I have a poem. Ah. Because one minute, <laughs> one minute the poem goes no. like this. People say, what's going to happen? You meet Joe Frazier again. Here's how the fight's going to sound on the radio for those who can't afford to buy the expensive theater seats. <laughs> and the fight goes like this. Ding, Ali comes out to meet Frazier, but Frazier starts to retreat. If Frazier goes back an inch farther, he'll wind up in the ringside seat. Ali swings with the left. Ali swings with the right. Look at the kid carry the fight. Frazier keeps backing, but there's not enough room. It's a matter of time. There Ali lowers the boom. Now Ali lands to the right. What a beautiful swing. And the punch lifts Frazier clean out of the ring. <laughs> Frazier's still rising, but the referee wears a frown. For he can't start counting till Frazier comes down. 
Now Frazier disappears from view. The crowd is getting frantic. But our radar station stuff picked him up. He's somewhere over the Atlantic. <laughs> Who would have thought when they came to the fight that they would have witnessed the launching of a colored satellite? <laughs> I mean, come on. Are you fucking joking me? The guy's an actual poet. Heavyweight champion of the world. And he just fucking goes off on these extravagant poems. This is the originator of all trash talking. And I think more people should go back to this. I think it's much better. Much better. He's a fucking poet, man. The guy was so clean, so crisp. Greatest greatest boxer of all time and he <laughs> he eviscerates people with he, he does it all he gets into their heads he gets into their minds he sells he does everything that what you need from a trash talker he he perfected this back in the 60s and 70s before anybody else had ever even really considered how to trash talk. Muhammad Ali is unbelievable. I'm going to float us one more, one more clip. This one I think is talking about George Foreman, uh, the rumble in the jungle. Here he is, Muhammad Ali. It is befitting that I leave the game just like I came in, beating a big, bad monster who knocks out everybody and no one can whoop him. That's when that little Cassius Clay from Louisville, Kentucky came up and stopped Sonny Liston, the man who annihilated Floyd Patterson twice. He was going to kill me. But he hit harder than George. His reach was longer than George. He was a better boxer than George. And I'm better now than I was when you saw that 22-year-old undeveloped kid running from Sonny Liston. I'm experienced now, professional. Jaws been broke, been knocked, knocked down a couple of times. I'm bad. Been chopping trees. I done something new for this fight. I done wrestled with an alligator. That's right. I have wrestled with an alligator. I done tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Only last week, I murdered a rock, injured a stone, hospitalized a brick. I'm so mean, I make medicine sick. Bad dude. Bad. Fast. 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 Last night, I cut the light off my bedroom, hit the switch, was in the bed before the room was dark. Incredible. Fast. Incredible. And you, George Fullman, all of you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. All of you. I know you got him. I know you got him picked. But the man's in trouble. I'm going to show you how great I am. I mean, it's just flat out undeniable genius. What he, how he used to promote. How he used to fight. This is the one and only Muhammad Ali. Floating like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Little Joe Frazier's going down in round three. The guy was awesome. Poet, bringing it out, bringing out the best of all of us when it comes to trash fighting, trash talk. Like, he just, he had it. it there was nothing that we've seen or will see probably again. The guy was an absolute genius when it came to trash talking. And there's so many examples. For those of you that have never even watched Muhammad Ali, get on YouTube, get on other situations and watch. He was so fucking fat. He was so much faster than modern day heavyweights. Probably 
probably the greatest boxer of all time. That's a different list. He has losses on his on his card, so that, that'll make a difference. But I, I still don't know if I can rank anyone above him because of what he did over his, the course of his career. But either way, when it comes to trash talking, he was a poet at all times. And I mean, think about it. Now they resort to really, you know, kind of cringeworthy subjects when they trash talk each other. Muhammad didn't do that. He just used poetry and made himself that much better of a persona. We all loved him for it. I wasn't even around back then. But my grandfather made sure that I saw all the fights. I grew up in Maine when he won the when he won the heavyweight championship. It was in Lewiston, Maine. So I know all about Muhammad Ali and each of you out there that are listening will be better off having a little bit of history about the boxing side too. Go ahead and check out Muhammad Ali and who he really was. He was such a cool, cool character. And there's much more out there than other than boxing for you guys to realize. He was an activist. He was he was an important person in history. So there you have it, guys. That's our list today. We, we, we can trash talk all we want. But you got to do it the right way. You're either good at it or you're bad. And you want to be good at it. You want to be amongst the elites if you're going to start trash talking. So there it is. Number five, Chael Sonnen. Number four, Floyd. Number three, I don't remember, Mike Tyson. <laughs> two, Conor McGregor. And number one, Muhammad Ali. Thank you all for tuning in to another off-the-wall liquor listing show. I hope you all have a great day. Remember, life's all a journey. It's all about fun. Keep smiling. Keep laughing. Most smiles in this world wins. Don't drink and drive. Be safe out there. Love you all so much. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great day. Big Earn, signing out.